We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what's up? What's happening to the second episode of your January 26th Friday? Hopefully you are well here with Andrew Spade again. I, I come back to your earlier proposition, Andrew, um, this this ice cream. How's, is it sitting well? Is it not? <laughs> ice cream update? Yeah, it's a good choice. I feel great. Uh, it's really given me the energy to crank out two pretty high-quality podcasts on a uh, Thursday evening. So it was a good decision. I'm going to sleep well. I, I can't wait. I look for the corniest intro to find possible, and I think mm-hmm. I, I think I nailed it. These two podcasts. So you don't want to talk about me watching Napoleon? How is that? You liking it? I'm enjoying it. Yeah there okay. there was a uh, there was a line. I it's a little weird because it is it's Joaquin Phoenix is not doing a a lot of work in terms of trying to seem like a guy from 200 plus years ago. That was a hard Joaquin. Yeah, yeah. Um, he. There's a line in the movie where he's talking to a British guy and he says, as Napoleon, he says, you think you're so great because you have boats. Huh. Which almost feels like a joke. That feels jokish to me without having seen the moment in the movie. It feels like something from like Bill and Ted's, not from a period drama. But uh, yeah, anyway. It's 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 Ridley Scott and it is Ridley Scottiest is I guess the way to that would be the Th- review. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Worth your time? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, okay. I as I said the other day when we were talking about historical movies, I enjoy a period piece. A lot of great uniforms. That's fun to look at. So, all right, I'm in. Might have to watch it while I edit here. It's a great one to like take a nap to. <laughs> yeah, well, on a Saturday to... afternoon. I know that's not really in your purview, but you know, what I mean? you fall asleep, wake up. What what so, like what section was? Yeah, that oh, in? they're fighting again. Okay, yeah, yeah, and then you probably didn't miss all too much. So, great outcome. All right, we have an updated list here, Andrew, of the five finalists for the award categories. I know you're thrilled about this, but feel like we should share. <laughs> you can tell me who your winner is as we go through these. You ready? Sure. Yeah. Comeback Player of the Year, five finalists: Joe Flacco, Demar Hamlin, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, Tua Tagovailoa. I mean. I think if I had a vote, I would vote for Baker Mayfield. Is that crazy? It's not. I think there are three reasonable people, Hamlin and then Flacco. 
it just comes down to whether you think Hamlin's story matters enough to make him a comeback player because he found his way back, even though he didn't play. I don't blame people either direction they go with that. Yeah. Um, I, I think, understand wanting to give him the award. It's it's he deserves a, a whole you know pile of it's incredible the yeah the story. Yeah, I would probably vote Flacco. I think what he did for the Browns in a time of crisis and the way he put up some numbers, I think I would. Uh, go that direction but baker think, would baker winning would be fine with me I mean, yeah i think the interesting question is what does flacco's season look like if he gets a whole year that's a great question that's a which great question. so so in that scenario it would have to be like a preseason watson acl and they go mm-hmm. to flacco uh and he gets 17 games how does that stack does he does it was it a hot streak or was it i think the way that it ended is just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth to be honest with you no, I, I don't. I don't blame you. I think the thing that again on these, and I know you know this, but I just want to remind everybody: the 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 voting at which time this would have happened would have been the hottest Joe Flacco not like time flat out, right? That's a good reminder. So, that, that is, I I I know you said I know this, but I do often forget that these these awards are really a product of where the sediment is in that week between the end of the regular season and the playoffs starting, and that was before he laid one of the biggest eggs of playoff in playoff history potentially two picks two pick sixes Whew, such a bummer can't get over it he played he played well but he had two awful decisions yeah he, he was having a great game and then all of a sudden he was having a really bad one whereas like brock purdy made two like more awful decisions but gets, great point. I, I hate it i hate point. it for him because it's it like sucks. yeah it's like going to the grocery store doing a really good job getting all the you know all groceries you found some things on sale you come home you got your arms full of groceries. You open the door, slip, fall, land on the groceries. Everything's smashed. Yep. You're right back where you started. Personal experience? I would never say. Okay. Fair enough. No comment. Uh, AP Assistant Coach of the Year finalist, Ben Johnson, who is uh, going to be a coach head coach here soon from the Lions, Mike McDonald from the Ravens, Todd Monken from the Ravens, Jim Schwartz from the Cleveland Browns, Bobby Slowick from the Texans. Uh, if, if we're just predicting... Who's going to win this one? I think Mike McDonald's going to win it. Agreed. All right. Schwartz is under consideration, though. I wouldn't be stunned. I really no, wouldn't. I wouldn't either because of what you said with the 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 narrative piece. And I think, honestly, I think all of those candidates would be really de- quite deserving. I do, too. And the same for this next category, which is coach of the year. Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan, Kevin Stefanski. I think... My gut wants to say Kevin, but I actually think D'Amico is going to win the award. He did win Pro Football Writers Award, but I don't know. I, yes. yeah. I don't know when they vote on that right. Right. and all of that. So take that into consideration. Right. The the timing of it is definitely relevant. Uh, I do think. By the way, just while we're here, why vote before the playoffs? What sense does that make? I guess they really try to keep it a regular season based award. I mean, it's the same for like NBA's MVP, who like. You know, back in the day when Carl Malone was the MVP and Jordan yeah. just demolished him, or it goes, there's yeah. a lot of those examples. So, yeah, I know, I know it's a thing. I, it, it feels like they really, these leagues want to just keep it to what you did in the regular season. It doesn't make sense to me because the entire narrative, the way that we analyze these sports is entirely based on getting to the postseason and then succeeding there. Mm-hmm. So it feels very much contrary to the way that the media works 95% of the time to then arbitrarily this is it's such a it's like the hall of fame excluding all of the uh, steroid users yeah while at the same time having people that threw baseball games and all sorts of other weird stuff from 100 years ago like that we 
sports writers love to draw arbitrary distinctions. So anyway, back to the point, I, my personal opinion, and I know this is the second time where I've kind of come out strong against a Brown winning an award, but I do think D'Amico Ryans is more deserving considering where they were to start the season record wise, what the, what that team looked like the past few years, what they look like this year. That is, that is coaching, right? And Kevin Stefanski deserves a ton of credit, but I also think that like, the Browns are a very good team. They're spending more money than any other team on their roster. The The floor for them, the absolute floor, we thought was seven or eight wins, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. So I get it. Either one's fine. I think those are the two leading candidates. And, um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if Dan Campbell won. I wouldn't be mad if any of those five won it, to be completely honest. And that's like the thing that that people get so worked up about these awards. Like, Hey, there are a lot of really good candidates in these. Right. When you brought up talking about this before the show, I was like, I just don't, I, I think I would be fine with a more Olympics style Mm -hmm. award ceremony where all like the top three vote getters get to be on stage and hang out together. Kind of like what they do with the Heisman, right? Like I, I, I like the idea that they've released the finalists. This is nice. I think all the finalists should be, award it should be kind of celebrated right because really just getting into that five is is what you're talking about just like with the pro bowl it's not one player it's two full rosters mm-hmm. i i don't i think it's so hard to choose you're, you're picking nits between a bunch of people that had a really good year so to me that's more of the spirit for me of like the browns are on these lists they were in a bunch of these conversations i think it's awesome defensive rookie of the year will anderson of the texans jalen carter of the eagles Second round pick Joey Porter of the Steelers. Third round pick 89, Kobe Turner with nine sacks for the Rams. And then Devin Weatherspoon, the early first round pick at corner for Seattle. Uh, I think Kobe Turner is a fun story, man. And a fun a fun part of why I like to have balance when talking about age with prospects. Yeah, he's 24. It's an old prospect. But again... You cannot blacklist guys because of age. I think that that is just such the wrong way to look at this thing. Yeah. And like, I mean, he's, there are year over year examples of this stuff. Like, like, like Tank Dell was too old for people to draft. Draft. How about Carl Brooks in Green Bay? Players. Yeah. Gra- draft good football players. That's the, it. And especially with later round picks. This yes. my I don't I understand the logic for first round picks. I really do. Yeah. Because you're talking about a financial investment with with early round picks, and and you you want that player. It's a blue chip asset, so you want a blue chip player that is going to develop over time. Yeah. But when you're talking about late third round, fourth round picks, the value that Kobe Turner produced this year is more than the value of most third round picks in his pick range will produce in their careers. 100% correct. So it's already a plus value pick, even if he's out of the league next year because he's 155 years old. But he'll probably end up having like a, a, I mean, NFL careers are all about the same length anyway. They're all three, four, five years. You know, seven sacks, ten tackles for loss for Will Anderson. You get nine, uh, nine sacks for Kobe Turner. I mean, I guess Jalen Carter could win. I haven't even thought about this, this award. Have you? Do you have a take on who you think is going to win this award? I presumed Will Anderson, but I think that would be more narrative based than anything else. Uh, based on the numbers there, it sounds like Kobe Turner has a real case. Yeah, maybe Witherspoon uh, wins it. I, I don't. I don't know, man. I, he had a couple of real big moments. Some some turnovers created. 
Uh, I'm trying to pull up his statistics real quick. So he had a he had an interception and he returned for a touchdown, three sacks. He was playing a lot of slot corner, very versatile player for them. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I, I would predict Will Anderson, but Kobe Turner probably deserves a lot more consideration than he will get. Um, all right. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta uh, for your for the. I just keep thinking how fun a, a Ravens Lions Super Bowl would be. Uh, agreed uh puka nakua bijan robinson cj stroud it's probably a stroud nakua award because uh, puka broke records rookie receiving yards record significant but i think it goes to stroud and i would i'm fine with either of those guys right yeah i i agree i i think in terms of like what they did you could almost argue given where they were drafted that what Nakua did is more impressive. Right. And he's kind of doing all time stuff. Whereas CJ Stroud is, was incredible this year, but it doesn't necessarily trump what other quarterbacks have done their first time starting. So I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, I, I can see them both again. This is one where they both deserve the award, frankly. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and concerts near you. You can find them last minute with killer deals, and their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you've had. So why would you go game time? They have flash deals, last minute tickets. They're easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, specifically those Cleveland Browns. You get great images of the seats view 
which is awesome when you're trying to figure out how the stadium is going to look when you're trying to find that right ticket for the right price. And they have that low price guarantee and event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all of the stuff to help you protect your money, right? It's the fastest growing ticket app for a reason in the country. You get images of your seats, like I said, before you buy them. You buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and they're sent directly to your phone. All right? So you never have to go digging through your email to find something last second. It is always there. You can put them in your wallet app and make sure to have them up and ready to go. It's important to know you can download that GameTime app, which makes it extremely easy, very intuitive, very fast way to buy those tickets. Create an account and use the promo code OBR for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com, it is GameTime.co, but I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Defensive Player of the Year, Deron Bland from Dallas, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, pretty much everybody you'd expect in that category. I'm annoyed with the award because I think Miles is going to win it, and I think people are just going to complain. I kind of wish this was one that he ran away with so that people couldn't complain. Um, I think you can make a very logical case for Micah Parsons. I even think you can make a case for the interception results from Bland, even though he had issues in other places. I mean, doing what he did, that many touchdowns returned is pretty remarkable, but um, I think Miles is probably going to win the award. This is sometimes how these awards work, where it, it almost isn't even an award about this season. It is to a certain extent, but it's also the lack of a compelling alternative means that a guy who should have won it other years now gets to win it because it's kind of his turn. Mm-hmm. That That is a little bit of how these awards work. That is a little bit of what's happening here with Miles. I His second half decline was real this year in in important ways. I, I know that he still got pressure, but the, the converting those pressures to sacks Kevin Stefanski will tell you that I'm wrong and I appreciate that but I I do think that matters right like at a it matters for people believing who should win it I mean it just well uh, and it matters at a certain point I think in terms of affecting games Miles was was more definitively affecting the momentum of games earlier in the in the year Yes, in my opinion, driven by quarterbacks holding on to the ball just a little bit longer. Well, that's that's so, true too. That's true too. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, th- I there's no good way to look at it, dude. I, I think that I'm uh, I'm thrilled he's going to win. I'm thrilled. No, I know, he deserves I know. it. I'm just like the conversation around it is gross, and I'm tired of like I'm tired of like you know largely it's driven by people to the east of Ohio, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it just gets so old. I mean, and the same things people said about Mike Parsons in the playoffs too, right? Totally. Like, where was he in that game? Well. Watch the game. <laughs> like, yeah. they can only do so much. And and yeah. that's a conversation for another day. But yeah, I, mean, you, I think you're right about, though. It's like, it's a, it can sometimes be it's your turn yeah. sort of thing. And it's driven by the unfortunate thing is it is driven by where your collective defense finishes and what your team finishes. Because if like the Browns were five and 12, he wouldn't be on the list, I don't think. Or he'd be on the list, but he wouldn't be a serious contender for it. So. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Things have this, to fall in the direction. This is sort of this is going to be sort of a lifetime achievement award mixed with a Browns defense award. Yeah. In in two parts. But he absolutely deserves to win it and what I I the, the thing that I want more than anything, we talked about this before the season is I want to see a year. Maybe this is wishing for too much. Maybe it will never happen, but I want to see a year where game 1 to 17 he is unaffected by injury 
unaffected by off the field stuff, et cetera, mm-hmm. to, to just be able to put together a full season, because I think that will be the year where he finally gets the full weight of the nation's attention. And it just hasn't, it's, it has eluded him. I'm, but I'm thrilled that he's going to get the award, despite the fact that he was playing down a shoulder for the second half of the year. He's about to be, you know, he's about to be uh 29, 30, he's not getting younger. So well, that's what I mean. The, the window the for prime. that is closing. Yeah, yeah. I think this, this next year might be the last year. I'd probably give him until 32. I think 32, the way his body looks, the way he is as an athlete, I'll probably give right. him until then. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, because Von Miller, even though this is, he's clearly turned the, the absolute downside of things. I think that they stretch. I, f- I feel like we need to look into that, but something like a year or two past your 30 mark there. So, um, again, conversations I don't want to have because it feels like Miles was just drafted yesterday and we're talking about him being 29. All right, Offensive Player of the Year, real quick, Tyreek Hill, Lamar Jackson, CeeDee Lamb, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott. Uh, it feels like that's going to go to Tyreek Hill, maybe? I don't know. I actually think this has become more. Maybe it's going to go to McCaffrey now. I think Tyreek Hill had a real inside run on it. I think the odds favorite here is McCaffrey. So, yeah, it probably goes to McCaffrey. Do you, what do you think? Yeah, it's, I think it's McCaffrey for okay. sure. MVP finalist Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, McCaffrey, and that probably tells you the answer. He's the only non-quarterback on the MVP finalist. Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. I think Lamar gets it. Enough rallying behind that toward the end of the year when they won all those big games to clinch the one seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think so. I think the 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 way they finished is what sealed it for sure. And yeah, and deservedly so. It's uh, it is not fun. Continues to be very unfun as the Ravens are really marching towards, I mean, obviously they got to play the best quarterback in the league, one of the best coaches and an underappreciated defense, as you have recently pointed out. But Mm -hmm. uh, it it feels very much to me like we're walking straight towards a Ravens Super Bowl because I don't think any other team in the league is playing as well as there. Which sucks, which sucks. Okay, last thing before we we get out of here, we have two jobs left open, Washington, Seattle. We're going to guess those hires in a moment. There were two other hires, Raheem Morris, who gets his uh, a chance to have the job again? I think almost a, a decade. I think he was with the the he had the Buccaneers job ten eleven area, so he gets another head coaching opportunity. And there's a lot of respect for that guy. So he gets hired in Atlanta, a bit of a surprise, which bumps forward my Bill Belichick prediction. He doesn't get that job, doesn't get a control. He Nailed wants. it, dude. He's dead set for New York. So, uh, just any thoughts on that one, or um, Dave Canales getting the job with the Panthers where uh, it's still from what I see the Panthers are still having Dan Morgan report to the owner and Canales report to the owner too I, it's not like I've seen a place where that's failed oh, before no the Panthers are in full bad owner hell right now it is I I know it when I see it because we've had a lot of experience watching it happen here oh yeah our but when, good when you go into a coaching search with it, eyes firmly set on Ben Johnson mm-hmm and you end up with Dave Canales, like it might work out. The NFL is hard to predict. I'm not saying it's not going to work out, but I'm saying that owner is an absolute millstone around that franchise's neck right now. And there's not another way to put it because they had to make an internal hire at general manager. And Mm -hmm. they probably settled on a pretty far down the list head coach who they hired mostly because he's done good work with Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield. The thing that I would say that differentiates those players from Bryce Young is that they had previous to 
Dave Canales getting involved shown the ability to play at the NFL level. Bryce didn't really show much for that his rookie year. So uh, you've got an owner who is constantly putting his thumb on the scales and two guys in the general manager and the head coach who are not well positioned to stand up to him. It has this, I mean, the Panthers are an absolute mess. And instead, and other than like getting lucky in some really big way, look set to kind of inhabit that that place in the food chain for a while longer. It's a spot I do not envy at all, having done it. Been oh, it feels it. so familiar. It eats a it decade. It feels so familiar. This is a Rod, Rob Chodzinski hire. It's that, it's that level. Hey, Raheem, go hire Zach Robinson and see what happens. Have some fun. That's what I would do. Him. Yeah, I, I think the Falcons, meanwhile, could be really fun. A bounce so back from Arthur Smith. You know, I, I think a lot of those guys are going to be excited to to work with somebody that's not him. And so, God bless them. It, it should be a good time down there. It's it's cool for Raheem too to like you mentioned to to get a second chance that long after getting a first chance. Probably was too soon the first time, and probably is a little bit overdue now. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very excited for him. I think I think that the the NFC South is going to be an interesting one next year because you've just got who knows what's going on with the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield. And now obviously minus the guy that kind of got him working again. I just said what I think, think about the Panthers. The saints are a zombie franchise at this point. See what they do at offensive coordinator. And then I, you know, the Falcons, if they can get some competence together, I think could be really, really dangerous. And I previously was really sick and tired of hearing about the Falcons. Now I'm like excited about them again. Yeah. You know, get Arthur Smith out of there. It changes your perspective. All right. Washington's hiring Ben Johnson. We both agree on that. It seems like it. Yeah. I mean, I I think unless Ben wants to wait one more year, but I think everything's really lined up. Everybody really likes the guy that they hired as GM there in, in Washington. I think the owner seems like he has been pretty impressive in these interviews and has really been selling a vision. So I would expect, yeah, that he's going to sign a, probably overly lucrative for a first-time head coach deal to go to Washington. And it'll be very interesting to see how they make that quarterback decision and and where things go for them. Because the NFC East is gettable if you make the right moves. Yeah, I think it is too. It's it's teetering. And plus, it seems like everyone um, rotates who wins it. So they don't have repeat. Exactly. Anymore. Yeah, it's probably the commander's turn. Seattle, you're the other one that's open. Yeah. Please hire Mike McDonald. Please. Please. Please hire Mike McDonald. So we we both saw the same tweet. Can't remember now who it is. It's an insider, right? Yeah. That said that the other two teams will likely be waiting until after the conference championships to announce their hires, which I think kind of tells you that their hires are probably on teams playing this weekend. So yeah, Ben Johnson, Washington makes sense. Mike McDonald makes a ton of sense for the Seahawks. Would be a really fun fit with the pieces they have in their secondary. Uh, and it would be great to get him out of the AFC North. So it's a it's a classic win win for us. I would agree, man. Very much a win. It seems like Vrabel's going to float out. To, I guess if Vrabel doesn't go to Seattle, which I've heard no connection, um, I have a hard time seeing him take a job this year. So hey, call him up. He doesn't want to be away for a year. See if he wants to come be a consultant. Or hell, you want to interview people, be the D line coach. Couldn't find a better D line coach. I don't think Vrabel's taking D line coach. He's just going to do the image repair thing be a consultant and then take a job somewhere else, but senior defensive assistant, something of that nature. And then yeah. take a job at some point. It's kind of crazy. Rabes didn't get a job in the cycle. Him and Schwartz can just switch spots. This, that was the position yeah. that Schwartz held on Vrabel's staff. They can just, and 
Vrabel's from Akron. He's an Ohio guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to be here coaching the Buckeyes next year anyway. Might as well. <laughs> That's what I said, man. They uh, they probably should have him down at Ohio State to be a consultant, but then it'd be a little weird when the next coach is already in the building a year ahead of time. So <laughs> a little strange. So Vrabel's one that I just can't, I can't wait to see what happens because he could definitely go a ton of different directions with yeah. where he ends up ultimately landing. Some, some, somewhere along the line, I saw somebody quote him as saying, like off the record, I don't. Maybe it was even in our Slack, so I actually maybe shouldn't be saying this on the podcast that it was that he wants nothing to do with babysitting a bunch of high schoolers. No, I don't. I think he got burned out on that hard, and he was yeah. done, he was done with it. And plus, recruiting and it's worse than when he was at Ohio State before. So it's gotten a lot worse. Yeah. So I don't think I think, I think he's an NFL guy, and I think it's tough the way the Titans kind of didn't fire him right away. He got a little bit of a late start, so a year mm-hmm. off is often good for these guys. Yeah, he'll be he'll get a job somewhere in the next two years. You know, there's no way there's just no way. So, uh, anyway, all right, that's a pod. That's enough for today. Andrew and I, thank you for being here. A lot of stuff covered. Anything crazy happens on Friday and the day, whenever they do that, you know, make that day happen that they hire an OC. We will try to get a podcast out immediately for uh, a reaction to that one as well. So as we always say, thanks for being here and stopping by making the OBR film breakdown a part of your day. Hopefully it's a part of a fantastic Friday. We'll have some weekend content for you in the mix as well. Until then, be well and go Browns.